Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in Sunnydale staff. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're taking a field trip away from the Stacks, so hop in your mystery machine as we open the... I mean, don't hit anyone, especially not dogs, because there's a dog in the thing. Just, 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 uh... What was I saying? Scooby Snacks. Yep. Nope. So we're opening the books on Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so before we meet Shaggy, Scooby, and the gang, uh, we have a an iTunes review that I'm completely in love with. <laughs> uh, this is from Alan Hart Soups. And first off, the title is What's This uh, Cheery Podcast All About? <laughs> so we're off to a great start. And I just have to read this whole thing. This is Stacker Level Expert. Mm-hmm. We reached Ooh. high stacker level. The review is, I've got a theory. It's really awesome. So really awesome because of Mike and Kristen. It's good podcasting and turd face Parker and his stupid eyebrows and I'll be listening. Or maybe <laughs> midgets. <laughs> Five stars to that review. Yeah. Thank you, Alan. That was fun. <laughs> and we also have uh, a stacker question from Megan this mm-hmm. week. And Megan wants to know, if you were part of the Buffyverse, what role would you fill? Ooh. So not like um, character, but not like, yeah. you know, character type. I, f- I feel like I'd, I'd be kind of um, like an assistant coach. Explain. I don't think there like is his, an assistant coach on Buffy. Well, like, you know, last season there's all the like other people around. Because I, I definitely can't fight. Don't know anything about magic. But I feel like I could offer good moral support. Okay. So just kind of like an assistant coach. I'm like helping out the team. You you wouldn't define that as like a Xander? Well, I mean, probably, but I'd probably wear less like creepy shirts. So that's why I'm oh, an yeah. assistant coach. I gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, probably if, if we're talking about like what kind of character, probably more towards a Xander. Although, of course, I wish I was a Giles. <laughs> just, you just need to like age a couple of years. Well, mm-hmm. not, not a couple, a lot of years. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not calling you old. <laughs> no, neither am I calling Anthony. You need to age the right amount of years. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anthony's going to be so mad at you when I call him tonight. Oh, you know I'm close personal friends with Anthony Stewart Head, right? Um, I I know you think you are, and that's that's just swell. I mean, he likes to pretend that it's just a dial tone when we're <laughs> talking. What a fun prank he plays on you. <laughs> He's just a, a real trickster. That, uh, that ripper him. <laughs> I really think that I would be a Jonathan-esque character, that I... I would be someone in the background that really wants to be like a hero and like would strive for that, but would just kind of really not be good at it. Like, you know, like, like try really hard, but just no, like I ain't got the goods. Mm -hmm. Um, and then people would always forget my name because that's a a thing. What do people call you? Uh, they just forget my name. Like just nothing. So I, cause I get Mark a lot. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's close to bike. I mean, I do get Kirsten or Kirsten, which I yeah. hate, but. Yeah. I do. It, well, it's weird because like sometimes it'll happen and there's like 
somebody in the group of people, say like at a workplace, there is a, a mark there as well. It's like, oh, okay, I get that a little bit more. Sometimes it's like within a group of friends and there was nobody named anywhere near Mark or Mike. They still call me Mark. <laughs> still Mark. Yep. All right. It's because you look so much like Marky Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't have a funky bunch. That's true, but you have to stop wearing the parachute pants, buddy. I need to talk to you about that. But uh, it's the only way to balance out my washboard abs. But it doesn't match your Giles tweed. It's a little <laughs> weird. Well, I only wear that over my abs, so it's <laughs> fine. It's like a little waistcoat. <laughs> How conceited would it be if either of us had been like, I think I'm a total Buffy. Oh, um, um, Now, now I feel conceited for saying that it'd even be a Xander, because now that you say it, I think it probably would be more of a Jonathan. <laughs> Well, like, no, uh, I, th- I think, in, I mean, I think one of the great things about the character mm-hmm. of Xander is, I mean, that's all of us. Yeah. Yeah. He is the most, like, relatable of the, yeah. uh, the scoobs. In, in, like, I think almost everyone who watches Buffy would say, mm-hmm. I'm a Xander because yeah. none of us have superpowers. <laughs> or, or maybe I'm a pilot episode Willow. Yeah. I don't think I'm smart <laughs> enough to be pilot episode or any <laughs> any Willow, yeah. I would say. Ooh, you know who I'd be? I'd be uh, Principal Flutie. I think that's... Oh, I would be... I I'd can kind of see that. I'd be, like, likable enough, but then i like, whoops, I'd get eaten real early and on. And I'd be really sad about that. <laughs> yeah, and I would be like, bring back Flutie! <laughs> like, you know, there are more developed characters. No! I don't have enough hippie skirts to be Tara. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> I, think, I think they stopped making enough hippie skirts for that to be possible <laughs> no. around 2003. So, <laughs> unless you stockpiled. Now let's pull on our bell bottoms Ugh. and tie our ascots tight oh boy. as we open the books on Scooby-Doo. So that we're clear. We're looking at the 2002 film version of mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo, not the entire TV show, because that would take forever. No, and then you have to get into which TV show, and then there's like a thousand direct-to-video movies right. and all sorts of yeah. other things. So specifically, this is the one with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. Gee, why did we pick this movie? I don't know. And Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. But did you watch the Scooby-Doo um, cartoon? Uh, yeah. Like, as a kid, I watched uh, I watched the original one a lot, like, because it was just on all the time. Right. And then I remember really liking the uh, 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Ooh. You ever see that? That was the one with, like, no. Vincent Price and some kind of young Hispanic boy, but I think he might not have always been there. This sounds weird. familiar. I'm remembering then, Stephen Price. Like, I can yeah. picture the Scooby-Doo version. Vincent of Price. Him, uh, Vincent Stephen Price. I mean, I saw the sequel with his brother, Stephen. Price is right. <laughs> Come on down to the abandoned warehouse. There's a ghost. <laughs> uh, but that was like, I think the first one where it was like, it was like real ghosts. Okay. And there were 13 of them they had to like capture or something. Isn't there a movie called 13 Ghosts? Uh, yes, which coincidentally stars Matthew Lillard. The, well, the remake, the original one, because it was like in the fifties. This is all one universe. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just like, it's all it's it's, it's all, all contained in the same universe. <laughs> I have an immediate note. Like just during the 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 title cards of of the production companies, I immediately hate this movie. <laughs> oh no! I You're just, not even giving it a chance. Well, because they don't give me a chance. Because they have a phantom bite taken out of the Warner Brothers logo. <laughs> the Scooby voice laughing, and then the logo changes to Scooby Doo, and it's just like, guys, it's too much already. I love it. It's too much. No, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. 
Um, I forgot that I've seen this movie until uh, until the credits were over. And then I was like, oh, no, wait. I've seen this. I feel like this is one of those movies. And it's hard to tell because I could have equally been parts of the sequel where I would just be flipping through TV and I'd watch it for two minutes maybe. Okay. And I'd be like, nah, I don't need to watch this anymore. I feel like you and I are going to have very different things to say at the end of this. I think so, uh, too. <laughs> so we're at the wow o Toy Factory. <laughs> Solving the case of the Luna Ghost. Mm-hmm. The ghost, he's got Buffy. No, I mean, no. I mean, Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, I mean, Daphne. Yeah. That one. Uh, I like her as a redhead. I think, I think SMG should go red. Oh, you think like, like a, on a permanent basis? Yeah, yeah, like in life. Wow. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to look on Twitter and see mm. her with red hair and be like, that looks good. Yeah. I like it. Did she have red hair and simply irresistible? That was like that kind of like really dark, like yeah. brunette with like tinges of red. Yeah, she should go strawberry blonde. Yeah, I think it works. But you know whose hair does not work is Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, no, you are not a blonde, buddy. You, Especially you, in this first scene, it looks like a mullet wig. It's bad. Yeah, it also just kind of makes him look like he's gone gray, but oddly, like it does. It's the, yeah. it's a little too white. And I say as that as a platinum blonde. To death. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> it's the, no. So save her, Velma. Played by Linda Cardellini, who I mostly recognize from Grandma's Boy. <laughs> okay, that is on Comedy Central every day. Oh, every okay. goddamn day. And it's pretty good. So I watch it a lot. Um, but also Bloodline. But she's done a lot. Like, okay. she would be insulted to hear that. But she's done a lot, a lot, a lot. So I would go, like, Freaks and Geeks or ER. I have not seen Freaks and Geeks. And <gasps> I don't remember her being on ER. She was, like, it was towards the end. I uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. stopped, I think, after Clooney. Yeah. That's because my mom wanted to stop it. Like, it was a family mm-hmm. dinner show that we watched. And- so then you guys both loved uh, Return of the Killer Tomatoes, then. It was the sequel to Attack of the Killer Tomatoes that featured a mulleted George Clooney? Well, that's going on my to-watch list. Oh, yeah. Yes, that sounds great. <laughs> um, is it as terrible as it sounds? Um, yeah. Did you ever watch the, the Saturday morning cartoon show? No. Because it's if you've ever seen the cartoon show, it's very much similar. Like the cartoon show is based off of that movie and not the original Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, okay. which is a lot like I don't know. That one like really you can see it's no budget and has like no plot and it's just a bunch of people like rolling tomatoes around and filming it. This oh god, I want to uh okay, we're gonna pause now and go watch those and then go back because that sounds great. <laughs> we'll be back to pick you up later. Uh I I you know how I feel about terrible movies. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you got me to watch Neil Breen. <laughs> How was that? I don't think I'm ever going to be the same again. <laughs> uh, uh, Just imagine like Tommy Wiseau from The Room, but if he was American and constantly hacked on four laptops that were not on, and that's Neil Breen. I mean, let's put it this way. He makes Tommy Wiseau look talented. Oh, well, I don't think that's physically possible. That's why it's insane. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Fred is played as we said by Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. So he and SMG were dating during this, right? Yes. They met on I know what you did last summer. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually part of why they were cast is that uh, I forget if it was the producers or the director said they wanted a real life couple in the roles of Fred and Daphne. That's interesting because they're not really a couple. I mean I mean yeah. like SMG and Freddie Prince are, yeah. but I mean the characters aren't really a couple. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, have some, I have some notes on that. So um, Velma's got a great plan to catch the ghost, but Scooby and Shaggy ruin it with their constant chatter. Oh, Scoob. So this is the, 
the first movie I can think of where you've got that I was like super aware of this very cartoony CGI mixed mm-hmm. in with live action. Yeah. And I actually think, well, the CGI, I mean, it's 2002, so it's pretty Oof, terrible. It's rough. I think it totally works for this because it's based on a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like a pretty goddamn goofy cartoon. Yeah. And like the whole movie is really goofy. So mm-hmm. this character, the Scooby-Doo character's bad CGI mm-hmm. does not bother me. See, it it does for me, partially because I think it just kind of looks gross. Like, it doesn't look really like a dog or really like a cartoon of a dog. It looks like somewhere in that kind of... Oh, like you actually have a problem with the animation. Yeah. Okay. Like, the design of it just, like, doesn't do anything for me. It, like, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I can't can't get into it as being like, oh, that's a real dog or, oh, that's the cartoon Scooby-Doo. It's somewhere in between that is just, like, unsettling to me. Okay. Little Uncanny Valley. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder what this would have been like... If they had done the thing where it's like a real dog, but they make his mouth do the thing where it looks like he's talking. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that could have gone either way. I almost wish they had done more like a really, like still 3D, but really based on the design of Scooby-Doo. So even more cartoony, I think okay. it would work better for me. Yeah. Because the fact that... That's it, interesting. I thought you were going wanted it to be more realistic. I like that you want it to be more cartoony. Yeah, because I think then it also excuses how nobody seems to talk about how there's a talking dog, which is because gotcha. he's kind of realistic, but there's no other talking dogs. Right. And it's clearly one. like a universe in which there are like cats that like are just, just a normal cat yeah. and like... This is weird that a dog's mm-hmm. in a dress. There are no other dogs. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So Shaggy is played by Matthew uh, Lillard, who I just love. <laughs> like, not... In general. In general. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy him. And I think anything he's done. Like, I can't think of anything Wing more. Commander. You haven't seen it. <laughs> Don't. Okay. You will break this record. Although that also stars uh, Freddie Prince Jr. So this is a whole bunch of connections. All, all the same universe. All the same. But yeah, I think he does great in this. Like, mm-hmm. he is very much just yeah. Shaggy from the TV show. And his mm-hmm. relationship with this CGI thing that doesn't exist in the room is actually really touching. Yeah. Like, he does, he pulls it off very I th- well. I think, weirdly enough, I think he gives the best performance in the movie, even though most of his scenes are with a tennis ball. Um, yes. Although one thing I did find yes. out is that they did have the the an actor on set reading the lines with him. And I think it was usually the guy who did the voice. I forget his name. Oh, often. good. Yeah. Um, so that they could at least get something for him to act on. Yeah. No, I, I he is my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- this is a fire-breathing clown mm-hmm. guy. That ghost. floats and has the face of the alien from Alien Resurrection. <laughs> I can't even picture the alien from... Oh! The green yes. one? Yeah. Yep, yep. No, I gotcha. I All just right. feel like that should be on the That's totally because that like. movie was directed by Joss Whedon. Or written? Written. Written by Joss Whedon. Yeah. Same universe. Directed by some French guy. Cool. That was his official Some French guy. On his birth certificate. Not Luc Besson. <laughs> uh, but this plan fails. Scoops and Shag slip. Fred misses the ghost with the hose and then whoa, sprays whoa. Velma and then he oh, gets yeah. himself caught in a net. And it's just, it's just a farce. These are just hijinks. <laughs> they, they, they get jinxy? Yes. Well done. This, this, that is a pun that I want you to sit there and be proud for a second. <laughs> I'm taking a drink of water to, to cleanse my palate. <laughs> mm. It didn't work. <laughs> I want to hear more of those. Aww. Um. So speaking of Jinxie, I I really appreciate every time they take 
like a trope from the TV show mm-hmm. that they always do. Yeah. And they put in this, and I just every single time I'm like, ah, so much nostalgia. I love it. <laughs> um, and like the plan going wrong, mm-hmm. like for like oh, yeah. creepo, creepy weirdo ghost floating mm-hmm. is yeah. very Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the Luna. I mean, it, nope, nothing to do with the moon. Don't understand the Luna thing. Why is it breathing fire? But um, the yeah, the the plan going wrong and all these mm-hmm. physical gags mm-hmm. and uh, there, there being a giant net, which sure figures into a thousand percent more scenarios in Scooby-Doo than anywhere outside of the I know, they constantly net, quote-unquote, ghosts. (laughs) And then the the skateboarding sequence is just so Scooby-Doo, and they they get this weird gauntlet that why is this, like, assembly line in this factory? Well, it's to be, as we find out later, ecologically friendly. That... uh, That, I think, is the biggest logical jump of this whole movie. When <laughs> Not the talking dog. No. <laughs> okay. That there is an ecologically friendly factory that's just full of giant old metal things that try to kill you, and it's owned by Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, the Pamela Anderson thing came out of nowhere. Uh, so that's interesting, ecological, because I know the other, um, there are some tidbits in here that I wasn't mm-hmm. aware of, like, I guess Shaggy in the cartoon was a vegetarian? Uh, yes, because Casey Kasem was. Which is interesting to me because I never noticed it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, it never, I never realized, oh, he's not eating a hamburger. Mm -hmm. And so Shaggy in this one is vegetarian, which again, Mm -hmm. didn't realize until What's Her Face says, Scooby Snacks are vegetarian. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's a weird thing to mention. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Although apparently in some of these spinoff material, the non, like, canon scooby-doo stuff yeah he does eat meat sometimes because they're not really paying attention okay the weird show or their kids or stuff like that so the the obstacle course they outrun the ghost they knock over the ghost into Mm -hmm. some barbie doll s pamela anderson's Mm -hmm. who's driving the mystery machine and then crash like crashes Mm -hmm. through a wall of her own factory with their car it's just like this is a weird decision on all parts and then they're followed by a group of fangirls running in just so excited Mm -hmm. to see friends (laughs) uh he of course takes all the credit for valma's plan i I laughed out loud line of teamwork i always do a tremendous amount of teamwork (laughs) but you are not amused already you're already like "Uh uh-huh that's a line i i i don't know i have some issues with this movie okay uh, so the Luna Ghost is, in fact, <gasps> Old Man Smithers. What? I thought it was totally Pamela Anderson. He wanted revenge for Pamela rejecting him, which is also in and itself funny. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have gone away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling kids. <laughs> it's a Scooby-Doo must-have. You have to have that. Well, I feel like some of the punch is taken out by the fact that they do it in Wayne's World. Because I but- feel like... It's already been done on screen, and I feel like, I don't know, I wanted an extra twist. I mean, you get it at the end, though. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I have complicated feelings about this movie. Okay. I appreciate all of the, like, the references to the cartoon, mm-hmm. so I, I just loved it. Uh, away from the reporters, the gang starts fighting. Velma feels underappreciated. Mm-hmm. I would, too. Uh, Daphne does not like being told that she's always the victim, even though she's totally always the victim. Mm-hmm. Shaggy compares them all to disgusting, awful Sunday ingredients, which is possibly the reason they all quit. Maybe if you ate a normal Sunday, Shaggy, it's all your fault. <laughs> yep, pretty much. So I want to talk about how Matthew Lillard mm-hmm. is totally Shaggy. Yeah. 
Linda Cardellini is totally Velma. Mm-hmm. Like she's got the voice down. Yeah. She's got, I mean, the posture, the physicality like, of it. She's yeah. just totally got it. SMG and Freddie Prince. They're kind of just themselves in costumes. Yes. Like it's not like they, it's not like, you know, in terms of emotional reactions to what's mm-hmm. going on in the yeah. film, but it's not a genuine emotional reaction. No. But like when you're playing a beloved cartoon character, yeah. I don't see Fred or Jaffney. That yeah. may be because they were always my least favorite part. And and they are the least distinctive characters. Yes. But there's still like a certain way that Fred talked that Freddie Prince does not emulate really. Yes. Like he's he's playing that character, but he's not emulating that character, which in this kind of thing where it's live action version of a beloved cartoon, I feel like you kind of have to do. Especially when you put them next to someone who's doing such a good job with Velma exactly. and Shaggy. Yeah. And maybe if they had done it where everything was kind of a little bit different from the cartoon. So like the Shaggy and Velma weren't exactly like Shaggy and Velma, but when the, they are, yeah, yeah. it just really. And then SMG's just kind of playing the Buffy bot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one thing is I feel like sometimes the, the movie forgets that she's not playing Buffy. Yeah, I mean, like, there, I think there's a couple of like winky references mm-hmm. to like because she, you mem- uh, like, uh, this uh, actress uh. plays Buffy, right? And like, I, I can appreciate that, mm-hmm. but um, it, yeah, I wanted yeah. to see less Buffy Bot and more Daphne. Yeah. Uh, so this part actually like got to me emotionally when Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did. It totally did. Scooby goes, "Do I quit?" And she goes, "No, Scoops. Friends don't quit." I'm like, oh. <laughs> Okay, I think we've, we've come up on the fundamental reason why I did not enjoy this movie that much, and you love it because I. Because you don't have a heart. I can't take that. You're just that, a robot with no heart. Well, I think the you don't value friendship. It it goes to I think what actually is my biggest problem with the movie is that it assumes you have a relationship with the characters, which granted a lot of people do from being with the cartoon, but I I don't I don't have that association with these versions of the characters. Because, like, even just the fact that they started off with, like, one little mystery and then everyone goes away for two years and we're supposed to, like, care that they come back together. I mean, I guess you can justify because they, you know, were together in the cartoons for, you know, decades at this point. But I this these versions of the characters haven't been. We've seen them for ten minutes, so I don't really care that they split up. Really? I Yeah. Okay. Because I, I don't know. It feels like this this plot would have worked a lot better for me if it was Scooby-Doo 2. Okay. I gotcha. I I thought it was interesting that mm-hmm. it was kind of, it's something I haven't, I didn't, I never saw in the cartoon. Yeah. So that's like, it's, it's just different because it's not an actual children's cartoon. This is mm-hmm. clearly made for adults that could yeah. probably watch it with their kids, mm-hmm. but it's definitely made for our generation. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I liked that it was kind of an, a, a more the breakup and the meta like super aware of how kind of fucked up this group's dynamic is mm-hmm. and making it a little bit of adulty and it just yeah. it totally worked for me yeah i guess yeah i i could have done done with it either being more adult because originally it was supposed to be more of like a pg-13 like kind of risque take on the characters oh interesting um, and then kind of toned it down a little bit and made it more family friendly mm. or being like even more family friendly where it is just a more straight up adaptation without as much of the meta stuff okay because i don't th- this is that in between point where it i don't know it just it just hits me wrong okay and this hit me at the exact sweet point where like mm-hmm. the meta stuff is all like very much geared mm-hmm. right towards me yeah. it it's just fun. Yeah. I don't need it mm-hmm. to be more serious than this. Yeah. So yeah, I 
Yeah. And some of those jokes are my favorite jokes in the movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But... Uh, so we're we're fast forwarding to two years later. Shags and Scooby are at the beach grilling up some chocolate covered eggplant burgers, and they're getting totally toasted. Get it? Get it? And then the get, the van with like the smoke coming out of it, but it's because they're grilling inside yeah. the van. Don't do that at home, guys. Don't. Well, I don't think it matters much because they have a magical TARDIS van, which is clearly significantly bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Sorry, yeah. The guy knocks on the van door to invite them to Spooky Island. Backtrack a little bit here. Did they... I remember Shaggy and mm-hmm. Scooby eating a lot in a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And Shaggy's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. And they're both cowards. Did they make these pot jokes and I was too young to get it? I don't think they ever made anything nearly as blatant. But a lot of people just read into it because like... Munchies. Yeah. And-, and and there's like two kind of origin stories of the, the Scooby-Doo characters that they're um, taken from the... The old Dobie Gillis show, which was Bob Denver's thing before he was Gilligan. Um, and then that they were all based on different East Coast colleges. Um, oh. So like the one that was more known as like the hippy dippy college was, was shaggy. And there was like oh. the more, uh, prissy waspy, um, school that would be, uh, Daphne. uh, Daphne. And I forget which one was Fred. And then, um, the the one that kind of had the res- reputation of being like the dorkier slash also possibly lesbian school was Velma. Okay, um, interesting. That like those are kind of two of the supposed origin stories of where the characters came from. Hmm. And the dog was a dog. Do, I mean, I like the dog. Yeah. So going next on the Van Door to invite them to Spooky Island. They are not interested in payment, but they are interested <laughs> in free food. <laughs> Which is like, somebody needs to sit them down and tell them, you know, money. You can buy food. You can buy food. <laughs> it's like all you can eat. That's only that one time. Yeah. But if they were to pay you millions of dollars, you could buy all that you could eat. All of it. For years. And then they might have to cook it, though. That might be part of it. Like, but they clearly enjoy cooking. That's true. We've just seen that. Yep. And colonic jokes. <laughs> there is a colonic joke in this scene. Oh, they try to slip it by you, and that's—I <laughs> feel like no you can't use the phrase "slip it by" and "colonic" in the same sentence. I don't feel like a, a cartoon dog should be telling <laughs> colonic jokes. Uh, <laughs> I've been waiting for you to do a Scooby impression, <laughs> like since we started. <laughs> Uh, so Fred and Velma run into each other at the airport. I like Fred's blue bomber jacket. I want yeah. it. And slightly less awful hair. Yeah. No, they, yeah. he improved there. Fred wrote a book about himself. Mm-hmm. Velma's working for NASA. Daphne is also there. And she's determined. I'm not a vir- uh, mm-hmm. virgin. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm determined I've got to be a virgin. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. She's determined that she's not going to be a victim and that she's going to solve this mystery on her own. <laughs> we also learned that she likes the color uh, purple. Yep. Lots of purple. Is she, so she's the only one, with the exception of when mm-hmm. the other two become pod people. Yeah. She's the only one who switches outfits. I think they have like subtle changes. Okay. But not, not Shaggy. He never changes sure. like at all. She doesn't shower. Yeah. No, he just hangs out in a van with a dog all day. It smells great. Mm-hmm. Watch out, ladies. He's single. Daphne's also a black belt now. Uh, and Scooby's dressed up like a woman. Oh, God. Dog drag. It was, and then they play Brick House, which is so on the nose. A little too much. Yeah. A little too much even for me. Yeah. I feel like this is a gag that I would see in the cartoon. 
Yeah, and in the cartoon, I feel like it would be it would be more fun to me, but just it's so it's so ridiculous and kind of there's nothing that clever. But it's just like, isn't it funny that this dog is pretending to be an old lady? And there's nothing more to it. Yeah, there's no twist on it. It doesn't even like have an interesting old lady character that he's playing. He's just like kind of pretending to be an old lady, but not really. He still barks a lot. Yeah. Shaggy meets Mary Jane on the plane. Get it, Mary Jane. Pot, get it. <laughs> I, I, it did not occur to me at first until I went on IMDb to look up her name and there was like a trivia thing. So, Well, I think it's only really obvious because Shaggy has the line of, that's like my favorite name ever. I think that's what kind of makes it obvious if you're like paying attention to the name because I feel like it would be very easy for me to just not pay attention to this character who's obviously... I shouldn't care about them because they're not in the Mystery Incorporated, and she's not going to be a suspect. She's somebody they meet on the plane. Come oh, on. see, I oh, you're being sarcastic. What? The fact that the idea that she's not going to be a suspect. She, she's never like considered as a suspect. She's not, but she could be. Like when I we mean, first meet her, like anytime you meet someone who's not a part of the main group mm-hmm. and pr- and not like probably going to be, yeah. like in the sequel, yeah. I assume. Um, I'm always just assuming like, okay, well, we have like yeah. three people whose names we know outside of Mystery mm-hmm. Inc. So it might be you. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I guess, I guess the thing is I'm just always used to with Scooby-Doo being somebody they meet like at the place. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. By the way, Isla Fisher is looking nice though as Mary Jane. She is. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. Uh, from Wedding Crashers mm-hmm. and Arrested Development. Yep. And uh, now you see me, but not now you see me too, because she almost got killed in the first one. What? Yeah, there was like a water tank stunt, and um, something went wrong, and she almost died. Oh my god! Yeah, so I could I could see why she didn't want to do the sequel. Yeah, pass on that. Yeah. She also eats Scooby snacks. Yeah. Did you ever know anyone that ate like dog treats? Uh, not like as a regular thing, like as a bet. It's like a joke. Yeah. We our neighbor kid that uh, grew up next to me used to sneak into our garage and eat our dog's milk bones. That's weird. Yeah. No, he wasn't a normal guy. No. I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't tell stories out of school. I do remember as a little kid, I I hope I only did this once, sneaking into the refrigerator (laughs) and eating raw bacon. (laughs) Similarly, I used to, when my mom would make hamburgers, which is, was a lot. We, that was a common food, um, or meatloaf. Just anytime she was working with ground beef, there was something about the raw ground beef that I was like, mom, that looks good. She's like, well, you can't eat raw meat. I'm like, but I, can I try it? And she's like, no, that's going to make you sick. And I'm like, but a, I was, I was, can I, I was really going to try it. There was something about watching yeah. her like mush ground beef that I was like, that looks delicious. I think we're both part vampire. <laughs> Clearly. I need maybe werewolf because the meat, mm, okay. not yeah, blood. Yeah. yeah. Are we going to be adorable little fluffy werewolves like us? <laughs> he's not adorable he's, he's kind of an ugly costume but he's so fluffy <laughs> it's like a bulldog or it's like ah oh, your face is so dumb i but do I love still a love good you. bulldog face <laughs> uh, so we arrive at spooky island and i want to go to here yeah that that is uh, well, yeah that is a cool looking amusement park i totally want to go to this amusement yeah. park like all of it every time they visit jurassic news- world I- I would also go there, knowing that I'm I gonna... would not, because there is such a good chance I will die. Yeah, but what a way to go! I guess hanging out with uh, Jimmy Buffett. Did you know about that? No. At Jurassic World, there's a scene 
where you know the big mayhem is going on in like the heart of the park and you see at jimmy buffett's margaritaville some guy carrying off two margaritas as everything is happening yeah like being very careful not to spell the margaritas and it's actually jimmy buffett that's awesome he like knows the director Love and it. it's like yeah let's, let's plug my restaurant and i'll have a little cameo holding my margaritas i'm jimmy buffett perfect impression Flawless. <laughs> Uh, so I like amusement parks in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. I like fun horror movies, not mm-hmm. the terrible, horrible slasher, scary ones, but mm. the when they're a little silly. Yeah. Um, so this looks this looks perfect. They meet their host, Emil Montevarius, who's Mr. Bean. N- Mr. Bean, was, no. yeah, uh, whose name Fred will never get right. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also love that gag. Rowan Atkinson is yeah. the name. Okay. Emil brought them there because he believes someone is casting a spell on the students. They arrive as normal, misbehaving mm-hmm. college kids looking to party at spring break. But when they leave, they're emotionless pod people and super strong and awkward at using slang. This is confusing because like, they talk about, oh, now they're well-behaved. But then somebody talks to them and they almost immediately go into superhuman, I'm going to throw you mode. Yeah. Which does not seem very well-behaved. It seems like he's going to blow your cover immediately. Yes. No, they're terrible at this. Yeah. The, the, they're, I mean, I think part of the thing is that they are just really bad mm-hmm. at pretending to be human. Yeah. Um, the awkward slang, the mm-hmm. I don't know how to be casual yeah. at even just standing in line. I'm immediately suspicious of Emil because he's too goddamn nice. Mm-hmm. He refers to the college students on spring break as the people I love most. Nobody feels that way about college students on spring break. I just feel like he's kind of a Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused, the Wooderson, where it's just like, thing I love about college students. Ew. I keep getting older and they stay relatively the same yeah, age, like I depending. Yeah, he's, kind of, he's got a creepy mm-hmm. vibe. And he even admits that later on when Fred calls, says he kind of creeped me out. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm, it's a thing. Uh, the gang views this as a competition. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever gets the job done. I, and this is kind of a, like another sticking point with me on this movie is that it's not that fun that to just see like everyone in the Scooby gang hate each other. And I feel like they're all like really, I don't know. It kind of bummed me out like that. They're all just like, no, I'm going to do it. Dad, screw you. I see. I guess I didn't feel like they hated each other, but that they were, they were acting childish. And mm-hmm. I, myself as an adult watching, I'm just like, Aw, you guys need to learn a valuable lesson and grow up. <laughs> Although I would kind of uh, have loved it. They're just like, they just went 100% with it. And by the end of the movie, they still were just like, hated each other. And <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Scooby. You're a dog. You do nothing right. <laughs> you don't have a soul, man. <laughs> <laughs> Got dark. Got dark at the end. <laughs> uh, so la- that night, there's a spookapalooza. So this is like voodoo mixed mm-hmm. with Day of the Dead and Mexican wrestling for some reason. Yeah, it's it's very generic, just Yeah, I'm a little exotic. Yes. Um and I would like to know where mm-hmm. in the world this island is. Just gene- just generically. Like is this the Caribbean? Uh northern Canada. <laughs> and I just uh, is this vaguely racist? It's it's weird because it's so generic. That it almost isn't because it's just like it's not like clearly clearly voodoo except for the one voodoo guy, but that's Joanna man. We'll get to him. <laughs> um, but it's not like it's kind of a could be Mayan or Pacific Islander or just 
Caribbean? Caribbean. Yeah, it could be all sorts of things. It's so generic. I'm almost not offended. Okay. The tattoo guy is off-putting. He is off-putting. I I didn't catch his name. I will call him Voodoo Guy from now on. He says that basically this is poltergeist. Mm-hmm. essentially there's the angry spirits that don't like the amusement park mm-hmm. being there and this is just adding to like the theme of the park i mm-hmm. guess i took this immediately as a performance and then they immediately take it as like he's angry about the amusement park i'm like that's i mean but he's employed yeah. by the amusement park yeah it seems like they don't understand a lot of basic concepts like money or acting <laughs> like it's very odd I guess they've they've probably spent their whole lives just traveling around the country solving mysteries. Yeah, like so their social skills are just way off because yeah. they've never like I don't even know how they could tell that those people weren't acting normally. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. The the students look hypnotized or pod people or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do like the that you know he goes up to Velma like are you scared? She's like oh I would be except for the hologram projections right there, Ooh. which is very Scooby Doo esque. Mm-hmm. Also, Linda Carlini, just you are Velma girl. Yeah. I love her. At the bar, I guess, which is a different place than the Spookpalooza, uh, they, I like the gag. I got a call here for Mr. Do. Melvin Do? I didn't like it that much the first time. When they call it back later, I liked it. <laughs> I mean, they have to bring it up the first time mm-hmm. to call it back yeah. later. Uh, Scooby was wandering into the woods while Shaggy woos Mary Jane with his crane mm-hmm. game spit skills. Gee, is that going to come up later in the movie? Yeah, but they really don't talk about it. It's just like, hey, he's using a crane later. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, they didn't want to dumb this movie down for us or anything. <laughs> That's again, just like that weird thing of like either either make it a bit or don't. Like it's it's weird that it's like he's operating a crane later and nobody's like, oh yeah, because you're such a good crane guy. <laughs> It's official title, Crane Guy. Mm-hmm. Daphne interrupts some guy's chicken dinner. Yeah. Yeah, he's sacrificing a yeah. dead chicken, but it's a grocery store chicken. Yeah. Oh, uh, Joanna, man. <laughs> uh, he tells her, go home. Do not go to the spooky castle, which she thinks is reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a decent bit where she keeps like talking to herself about what he thinks that he's doing to her and he's clearly just like i don't know what the hell you're talking about yeah lady. i like him better mm-hmm. like again smg i'm just like this is just the buffy bot yeah uh when if it's when it's not a robot like mm-hmm. when it's a robot i think it's hilarious yeah. when you're just trying to make that a person i'm like yeah. a little too much mm-hmm. it's a little too much um but i do like his reaction to her about like you were crazy yeah. <laughs> no i'm just telling you to go away for your own safety mm-hmm. Scooby's in the jungle, forest, whatever this is, and finds a bag of hamburgers. Just I like that. It's just a bag of hamburgers. Although not suspicious. Nope, not at all. Uh, so the monster that arrives here. Ooh, boy. Th- this is the CGI I don't like. like this is one of several times I put in my notes. CGI garbage. I just, I mean, like, I think the reason it works for me for Scooby is because I know him as a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Every previous instance of Scooby-Doo has mm-hmm. been animated. Yeah. So I have no problem that he's animated. These monsters, as I mean, as we get further in the movie, they get better, I think. Or maybe I just got used to them. I think that's probably I just it. got used just, to it. Yeah, just kind of. But I wish these had been a practical effect. Yeah, or at least a mixture. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, do, so, do you have like one or two like practical versions that you can use for close-ups or something? Because they just look... So terribly fake. They look awful. And I don't even like their design that much to begin with. And I don't, if memory serves when this first came out, I don't believe this was good for 2002. I believe in 2002 we were like, 
Oh, guys. Yeah. Spend more money on the CGI or do mm-hmm. something different. Mm-hmm. Just have it hide in the shadows. <laughs> Daphne takes Shaggy and Scooby to the castle. Yet another trip from the TV show. Mm-hmm. Would you do it for a Scooby snack? Uh, the only thing is in the, in the TV show, like if he got a Scooby snack, he kind of they kind of went crazy, right? Yeah, it would be like they'd be kind of a little bit more souped up. So Quaaludes, yeah. got it exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, I do like the bit they have here about like I don't I don't want to go to the castle because there's going to be paintings with eyes moving yep. and pieces of armor that you think are statues and then they move and mm-hmm. catch up to you. I thought that was nice. I yeah, like that joke. Very again, that's the meta mm-hmm. stuff I like. Yeah. We're like I've seen TV shows like mm-hmm. this and I'm out. And I actually found out on IMDb that all happens in the first episode of Scooby Doo. Like the very first episode of Scooby Doo, where are you? Yeah. All of the things they describe happening in the castle happen in a castle in that episode. Love it. I love mm-hmm. that. So Fred and Velma are there too. They split up to search the ride, which I mean, they're basically cooperating with each other at this point, mm-hmm. which I, I guess that's maybe why the split up doesn't bother me because I don't take, I don't take their like hatred seriously. They're just, they're being. A little then, bratty. Then why even have it? It's just, it just, I don't know. It feels like I appreciate like it-, it because Fred was being a dick, and like he was being a very Fred thing. But like, I'm the leader. I'm the best. Mm-hmm. But like, he, I wanted Velma to be like, dude, mm-hmm. what the hell? You took you know credit for me, and I kind of want Daphne to be yeah. like, don't treat me like I'm not a valu- valuable mm-hmm. part of this team. I guess my thing is. With those conflicts, it's not that any of those conflicts don't make sense to me. It's just that the way of presenting them is, so what we're going to do is have them all split up at the beginning, and then you know they're going to get to get back together at the end, isn't as interesting to me as if these tensions are just kind of like bubbling throughout. Mm. And then like later on in the movie, maybe they split up because they just like everything comes to a head. And then they I realize gotcha. they can't do it on their own. Because this is – they're kind of having it both ways because they are working together really. They're okay. just saying that I'm going to do it first. So Even you're they're saying doing exactly need, what they do anyway. You need the all is lost moment. Kind of, yeah. You, you like, think they have the all is lost moment about five minutes into the movie. Yeah, which I think would work better if they were going with the more like kind of more adult tone they were originally going for. Because mm-hmm. then it's like it, – because it's so clearly aimed at adults who grew up with the show right. who, who like want a new take on it. That it's like, oh, crap. They're all like split up. This is going to be fun. This, let's see what they're doing with it. Because it is more on the family-friendly side of it. It feels like a weird structure that's not that satisfying when you can't really do anything that meaty with it. Fair. But. I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Speaking of meta, uh, Velma calls out Fred for always picking her last, always mm-hmm. choosing Daphne to team up with. And again, that's, it's stuff that like you would notice on the show that yeah. always paired up the pretty people. Mm-hmm. Um, that like, I just kind of appreciated that, yeah. like, yeah, the stuff that I probably, as I grew up with the show and I got a little older, I mm-hmm. recognized and was like, well, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Probably because I was the nerdy girl type. I must <laughs> be honest, it's because I'm the Velma. I'm, I'm more of a Scooby, so I just, everyone's always looking for me. Everyone should want to be Scooby. It's like the dude from The Big Lebowski. He's just kind of got a zen approach to life. Yeah. The, so the show, though, was never this meta, right? Or am I, I'm not. Not the original. This. Maybe some yeah. weird, one of the million offshoots was more right. like this. I, I, I'm not that familiar. Uh, what I really can't stand is this is the first of many references to other cartoons when they say something about Hong Kong Fooey. Okay. Cause I, that just, that just takes me out of it. 
Okay. Completely. When you're referencing a different cartoon in your live action version of a cartoon. Okay. I didn't even catch the reference. Yeah. Little voodoo guy turns on the ride and they all get caught up in it. Mm-hmm. Daphne is pushed in front of one of the roller coaster carts. Shaggy and Scooby are at some haunted dinner with, with killer sausages. That fly according to no science known to man. None. Also, I'm finding it funny because they're vegetarians, um, uh-huh. that they're, they're attacked, attacked by, by sausage. Uh, and Fred and Velma are chased through a gauntlet. How is this a ride? Yeah, I don't know how any version of this was safe. Yeah, like I get they shut it down, but still I want to know what, like, if the ride was working the way it was supposed to, how? Yeah. Like, I, Velma's make, or excuse me, Daphne's makes sense because it's just, it's, she, mm-hmm. she is not in the cart. Yeah. So that would be dangerous to be stuck mm-hmm. in the front of a roller coaster. But the rest of them, like, this is just well, murder. How magic sausage flying at the wall even For be two a, people. For two people who aren't in the cart, how would that be a thing? Yes. And then, like, Fred and Velma are going to die. Yeah. Like, I can't, the entire time, I'm like, and then the floor drops out because this is a ride. Yeah. Like, the entire time I'm waiting for the, and then this happens because it's a ride. And I mean, I guess you could say like, oh, it's not running properly or it's malfunctioning. But like how if there's literally no way for it to not kill you. You need to see something like about to happen. Yeah. But Oh, no, it malfunctioned. Yeah. Or like, so, yeah, somebody uh, sabotaged something. So right. it, the safety feature isn't working. Right. It's something that clearly was always meant to murder. Yes, that's all this is for. Fred flies into the control room and lands on the off button. Mm-hmm. where they find a training center with a training video. I, li- I like this video. I think it's it's vague enough yeah. to be like, what is this? While also mm-hmm. kind of being like, I kind of see what's going on. And this, I, I feel like, was... I, I like the tone of the video. It was yeah. like a little more tongue-in-cheek and a little bit more off-kilter. I like that. Yeah. But Velma, for a girl who's real smart, is maybe like brainwashing cult. Like, But if you're brainwashing cult, why would you have to... Tr- teach someone how to be a human Mm -hmm. how do you not immediately go pod person yeah i mean i get like for the movie she can't yeah but like brainwashing cult how yeah what what, that's a a a weird assumption to make when yeah there it's like a training video i could understand how something like that would be for a cult sure a a cult might have a training video yeah yeah but this is literally teaching you things that anybody that would be going in, college students, would know. The So what I think would be a better conclusion for Velma mm-hmm. to jump to, because she starts out saying, welcome to America. I am speaking English. And then she's teaching them like teenage slang, mm-hmm. Russian spies. I'm not kidding. This is not the first that like if pot, if we're in a... Uh, a 2002, world. not 1982. Fine, but if we're in a world where magic and monsters mm-hmm. and, and voodoo doesn't isn't yeah. real, then my next logical conclusion would be spies. They don't have to be Russian. They don't have to be Russian. Sorry, Russia. Yeah. They could be, I don't know, anything, but they could be spies. Brazilian. Sure. English. Canadian. Wait, no, that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> Oh yeah, Canadian speaking English too. Yes. Um, French Canadian. There you go. Yes, those French Canadian spies. Even like we make. I would like this movie significantly more if the cult turned out to be French Canadian. I 
know. Although, let's be honest. The, uh, so many they just like we don't care about your bullshit <laughs> we don't want to spy on you at all we don't know we don't care what you do so daphne finds this gold pyramid very indiana jones yeah also kind of reminded me of hellraiser which is a weird connection you haven't seen it oh there's a puzzle box oh i've seen that part mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah gotcha and that also makes me think of um isn't there a thing cabin, cabin in, in the, the woods? woods yeah dude I like that you knew exactly yep. what I was going to say. So she finds a gold pyramid. Uh, she replaces it with an equal size bag and a boulder chases her through the tunnels and she swings across the chasm with her whip. <sighs> Come on. I was proud of that one. I know you were. <laughs> That's why I sighed. Okay. No, none of that happens. She just steals it. And then I'm also just depressed because I know as soon as we get off of this, we have to go to the next scene, which is... The burp and fart contest. Okay, why? What? This is this is the, the. There are just a few moments of this movie where I'm just like, oh my god, why? This was never part of no. the cartoons. No, you would. I mean, you you would not. Especially, I mean, maybe nowadays, but especially when we were kids, if my mom and dad saw that on mm. a cartoon, a la Ren and Stimpy, mm. I was banned from watching that cartoon. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just so tonally bizarre it's and just, long. It's so long. They're very proud of all these jokes. Mm-hmm. I will say there is one part where I laughed out loud. <laughs> and it was, I'm not stopping till your furs singe off. <laughs> so aggressive. <laughs> oh, uh, but right. yeah, no, it's not even like her reaction of like, we're here to solve a mystery. Like, that's not even a funny reaction. Yeah, it's not even a, a capper. Maybe, maybe if this was leading to a really clever joke. That's what I was waiting for. When she's standing behind them, like, all right, well, there's got to be a really good punchline at the end of this. Nope. No. Nope. Just had to Just endure a that. a lot of fart and burp jokes. So zombie dudes swarm on the castle. Mm-hmm. The gang dresses in costumes to hide, yet another trope from the TV show. That I like. And then they do a, another fart joke. Shaggy farts and the fire blows onto the Velma's fake beard. Oh, I don't even think I... I don't remember that part. It's it's just like at towards the end of like that shot of them in costume. It was just Ugh, like, guys, wait. Didn't we have enough? Yeah. That last scene. Uh, so this pyramid is called the Damon Ritus. I don't know how we know that. That's just a thing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of those moments where it's just like, we don't need to explain how it's we know t- anything in here. It's or Scooby-Doo. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, so they go back to their hotel, which is amazing. <laughs> I want to stay at this hotel. It was a nice hotel. It was, a ni- it was pretty cool, right? Yeah. And everyone was chilling in the lobby. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so I will say I never went anywhere on spring break. Yeah. I mean, outside of when I was a kid and my family went on mm-hmm. vacations all throughout college i never did like the college spring break thing <sighs> yeah no i know but i feel like that's probably experience everyone i mean should just have different from movies just try it once see what it's like and then mm-hmm. you'll say that i did that so but the idea that like you're in uh well here's the difference that you're in a really cool hotel mm-hmm. with this cool theme and these people are not acting like drunken idiots yeah that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Is that like, it's just a lobby full of really cool people mm-hmm. that are like, sober. Yeah. It's like, like Disneyland or yeah, like a Mormon nightclub. Actually, yeah. I think, that, I think what I'm thinking of is the last time I went to Disney World, I didn't stay on site. And yeah. I think that just when we go back to Disney World, get, 
next, Chris and I need to stay on the on-site hotel, and then oh. we'll just have this experience. There we go. Never mind. It's fixed. My life is fixed, guys. It's okay. Uh, so our suspects are number one, voodoo, 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 uh, Joanna man. The sh- oh, huh? Joanna no, not Mance. that one. Okay. Oh. Him. Sure. Uh, chicken soup guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The guy who did the chicken sacrifice. Joanna man. Chicken soup guy. Yeah. I was saying voodoo performer tattoo oh, guy. Oh, performer. I thought you were saying voodoo priest. My mistake. So yeah, chicken soup, uh, tattoo guy and Monteverius cause mm-hmm. he's creepy, which he yep. admits to being creepy. If you know you're creepy, stop being creepy. And don't invite people to your island. Velma inspects this super important relic in the lobby in front of everyone. Yeah. Why don't you take that back to your room? Do you not have a room? For the smart one, Velma, you're making some weird weird choices. Yep. The voodoo guy, in order to spy on them, plays the piano, which I kind of like. That, like, that, that he's bit stalking like, up all of Menacine like and then just... Uh-oh. And ding, 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 just ding, very, ding, ding. He's very talented at the piano. He does yeah. a good job. The uh, cute boy that was hitting on Velma... Or, well, not even... See, here's the weird thing about this guy. This guy. <laughs> this <laughs> motherfucker. This guy. So he just... At the, at the Spookapalooza... He just stands next to Velma and just kind of smirks. He's like, hey. But like about what's going on mm-hmm. and then the fact that she's smart. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be a thing. And then like, do they even speak there? They don't. Like maybe a line, if that. Right. So then it's he so weird. plops down next to her here, mm-hmm. which is why I'm like, oh, you're a suspect. Because yeah, like what's I mean, not that like Velma isn't gorgeous and doesn't mm-hmm. deserve all the attention from boys, mm. but he's hanging around a lot. So I'm like, oh. Yeah, it just seems like very. I don't know why they're romantic interests. And let me bring up this point. And I think throughout the movie, you can make a much stronger case that there is more of a romantic link between Velma and Fred yep. than Daphne and Fred. Yep, they got way more chemistry. They got way more chemistry, and they even have more like scenes together. I, yes, I didn't. I don't remember a Fred and Daphne scene. I don't think there is any with just the two of them. And then when they kiss at the end, it's like, oh, okay. Well, and like I they guess hardly that's a thing. speak to each other. I mean, yeah. they, they have the thing where he calls her, mm-hmm. he and Velma car, call her a victim. And yeah. that's kind of the only thing they say yeah. to each Which other. Which is a weird choice, especially because you would think that if you're going to do the whole thing of everyone split up and they're all mad at each other, make it more personal between Fred and Daphne because like they're, you know. A couple, and then when they split up, that is more meaningful. Where yeah, that would have like been it's great. It's never addressed. That would have been great if they would, like if it wasn't just them splitting up mm-hmm. as buddies, but built into this is no, we're splitting up as a couple. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Or even just to give them more character to work yeah. with, make that the central reason they split up. If you want to do the split up thing, right? But it's like between those two specifically, not just everyone's a little like, um, I'm the best, and you guys don't know it. Yeah. I love that idea. Uh, but yeah, cute boy. I don't think we know his name. Just it's just I, his only function here is for Velma to talk to and explain the Damon Ritus to. Do you want to know the two different names he is credited as? Two different names. So in promotional material for the film, okay. he is known as Metalhead, because he's like a metalhead. He doesn't look like one, but all right. Yeah. Uh, but then in the actual movie, he is credited as Random Guy. Love it. <laughs> that is exactly who that guy is. Exactly. And she explains to him that the Damon Ritus is instructions for a secret ritual, which I don't really know how she knows that, but okay. Yeah, I guess she translated whatever something 
So flashback to the good old days. Except for Scrappy, who everyone hates. And I like that. And then they had to turn it into a pee joke. Which may know. I mean, yeah, my first reaction is like, why the fuck is he peeing on her out of nowhere? And it's like, yeah. oh, he's, you're marking your territory. I don't know. I feel like it's a stronger joke and more of a motivation if he's just like so annoying that they kick him out just for being annoying, not for like pissing on someone, which is he is not at all justified in being upset when he's just being all over people. Yeah. Because Scooby doesn't do that and he's a dog. I mean, like, and puppy, like, it is a thing that, like, when you pick up a puppy. Point here. They specifically mentioned that he is not a puppy. I know, I know, I know, I know. I was was getting to that. Okay. If he were a puppy, Mm -hmm. which he was in the TV show. Yeah. uh, If you hold a puppy, like, yeah, sometimes it'll pee on you because Mm -hmm. it hasn't learned yet to not do that. But, no, I do like the point that Velma gets drunk here. Because she's been roofied, I think. Oh, this is taking a real dark turn. <laughs> well, so they, they say, like, these drinks are on the house. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a weird shot to voodoo guy. Yeah. And then Velma's immediately drunk. Yeah. So I think they slipped her something to get mm-hmm. her a little sloppy. Unless she's just a lightweight, which is probably uh, also, also true. Yeah. And then she says that, yeah, Scrappy wasn't actually a puppy. He just had a glandular disorder. Just weird. I think it's funny. I liked it. The only, the, I mean, like, this is fine because I think everyone's familiar with Scrappy mm-hmm. to just be like, here's a guy that was annoying and was the antagonist yeah. and now he's going to be an antagonist. But he was always my favorite. Uh oh. I think we've perhaps now come to the true reason why, why we disagree on this movie. You're a Scrappy Do person. I am a Scrappy Do person. He's a puppy. Of course I'm a Scrappy-Doo person. He was just a, a poor man's chicken hawk. He was so funny, though. Like, he, you know, like I, maybe I think for a lot of kids, maybe mm. not Mike, whatever. The cool like, kids. Kind of like Scrappy is you because, like, he's smaller than everyone, so he can't do a lot of stuff. But he doesn't, he, like still tries to i liked scrappy i like the fact that he's like i can do it i've got puppy power i'm good he's just deluded he's a deluded madman he was a fighter yeah because he was uh, probably had rabies just fighting everybody (laughs) that's that's, the true last episode that's the real puppy power Ah! Uh, so he wants them to make him their leader. So they mm-hmm. leave him on the side of the road, which is a little dark when you think about the fact. <laughs> See, I love that. that. People were, you are, why do you want this to be sad? <laughs> uh, well, because like, you, we we can assume he didn't die. I don't know, but that's why people leave puppies on the side of the road. Wait, what? Yeah, because they're not, like, because they can't, they don't want to take care of them. Like, it's cruel. They're not going to survive on their own. Well, he's a talking puppy. I think he'll do okay. Hey, we're in a desert! Yeah, I think the first person to see a, a, a puppy sticking out his thumb, and then they're like, hey, there what's going on no here? There's no one else on that road. There will be. He's got a trunk. He can make a house out of it. He's going to be fine. And he, he references the Powerpuff Girls, so screw him. The Powerpuff Girls are excellent. Yeah, but I don't want another cartoon reference in my cartoon movie. That's weird. (laughs) Unless it's like in the same universe, then that's cool. But in this universe, Scooby-Doo is like just a dog hanging out. And then Powerpuff Girls is still a cartoon. What if it's Harlem Globetrotters? Didn't they show up on Scooby-Doo all the time? Uh, Yes. And they did have their own (laughs) cartoon show where they all had superpowers. Yes, I know. I watched it. 
Listeners, if you have not, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Uh, one of the one of them could turn into a basketball. One of them had. I don't think you could uh, ever do this again. An afro that you could pull any object from. <laughs> oh, I love the '80s, man. <laughs> that was good stuff. It's also the same era where there was a Three Stooges and Space cartoon. Excellent, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, one of these monsters, two of these monsters, burst into the lobby. CGI garbage. Their green breath knocks you out for some reason. Sure. Okay, cartoon trope that I like. Velma loses her glasses. Okay, yeah, you yeah. gotta have that. I yeah. loved it, and I, even like again, Linda, girl, you are excellent. The, even the way she goes, my glasses. <laughs> I'm like, that is exactly the way the cartoon said it. <laughs> I like that she tries to demask the monster because it's always somebody mm-hmm. in a mask, and so she's pulling but on it. But she should know. It's clearly CGI. You can't pull that off. <laughs> but it was good. I liked that. It was funny. I'm so dying at this point to see Daphne's black belt skills, and it, she keeps, like, being about to fight somebody, mm-hmm. and then, like, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And I like that. Like, they definitely build up to her finally yeah. being like, I know karate. I know Kung Fu. Kung Fu, Jiu Jitsu, Krav Maga. I don't know what she studied. Studied crabs. Crabs? No, I said Krav Maga. Krav Maga. Oh. (laughs) I thought she was studying crabs. Krav Maga. There's a lot of of pinching. (laughs) Sideways movement and pinching. It would be effective. (laughs) You look like you're doing capoeira. Yeah, it's it's a... um, Style of fighting uh, prevalent among aunts. <laughs> they pinch your cheeks. Oh, God. Uh, so I like also the music in this scene. The, you remind me of a man remix. Like the oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was good. I, yeah, I didn't realize at first. I was like, why is this so... Oh, it's a little cover of a song from Labyrinth. It was pretty good. I was bouncing my head. I liked Much it. better than the Scooby-Doo cover, which they play don't, at a couple points. Yeah, oh, I don't care for that. That was not... No. Which is one reason why I'm glad they cut the original opening. Because originally there was a, um, they're going to do a cartoon style opening. Okay. Like for their opening credits, um, they cut it due to time. And that would have had the full version of that song. Oh, we don't need that. But I do like animated credits. Yeah. You don't get enough animated credits these days. But I feel, I think part of the reason I like this is because it's a very pseudo jungly whatever area of the world we're in. So I feel like they probably should have just embraced that more. Mm -hmm. Just more... I don't know, jungly yeah. type music. Uh, we get some classic Scooby gags here. We got the running suitcase. Mm-hmm. And then when you pick up the suitcase, Scooby stays in a boxy shape. Yeah. Uh, Scooby is, you know, offers to do the monster's nails and instead chews them up. Oh, uh, that's Scoob. Him being distracted by a sandwich. I mean, it happens to the best of us. I, I like a good sandwich. So yeah, all classic things that you would see mm-hmm. in the TV show. Fred and Velma are captured by the monsters, which means that Daphne and Shaggy now have to come up with a plan. Oh, no. Did this make you think of Buffy and Xander having to come up with a plan in Bad Eggs? <laughs> just, okay, just, I was just like, familiar. Yes. Was it just me? I don't compare everything in my life to Buffy. I don't know what you're oh. talking about. <clears throat> Mary Jane calls the Coast Guard, who never show up. Because the they respond to the like creepy weirdos who are in on it i guess i think they're monsters in the coast guard's bodies yeah like when did that happen well if you're gonna have an island where you're constantly attacking people probably you know either bribe the officials Mm -hmm. or just make them pod people i guess it just seems very odd that it seems like ominous like they're gonna come into play later and they're just 
They don't. They're just yeah. like, well, I'm just going to ignore it. Yeah. Uh, in the morning, the hotel is fixed, and everybody's just back to being happy. Do you know what band this is at the pool? Oh, of course. It's right after they say something is wrong, and that is confirmed because the band Sugar Ray is playing. Okay. Thank you. I was like, I recognize this person, but yeah. I, it is no longer part mm-hmm. of my brain. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. ah, who are you? Yeah, it's led by deflated Guy Fieri, Mark McGrath. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> that is the most accurate description of anything that's ever been said. <laughs> Uh, so the, the the monsters are when they're inside. People have green eyes sometimes. Yeah, they get goosebumps eyes. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Fred and Velma are clearly monsters. Their mm-hmm. clothing is different. Okay. Uh, Fred is very clearly a surf guy now. Mm-hmm. He's missing his signature ascot. Yeah. And Velma looking hot. I mean, always, but definitely now. Yeah, she's now she's all spring break showing my mm-hmm. cleavage. It's just showing her cleavage. Just showing everybody's <laughs> cleavage. Just like pulling down shirts. <laughs> uh, they chase Shaggy and Scooby, who get trapped in a barn, and then they bust out with these ATVs. Which they have a joke about, yikes, no bikes. Those are not bikes. Those are ATVs. Yeah. Four-wheelers. They're not bikes. Well, he's a dog. Yeah, but if your dog can talk, I feel like... He should know what an ATV is. Yeah. Uh, Mary Jane is hit by a low-hanging branch, and then she's got monster face oh, no, she's a hyena person oh no protect <laughs> the pigs and your principles oh uh, so she's clearly a monster mm-hmm. which scooby i i mean i like this scooby's immediate reaction is protect my friend i yeah although i don't like the just the choice of making it like real dog barks that's jarring to me okay like i will wish it was still like him in cartoon voice going, ruff, ruff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Like a real dog bark is jarring. Yeah. There's no part of me that thinks that that is... Nope. No, it's just... It's weird. I don't like it. Uh, So this causes a fight between Scooby and Shaggy. Shaggy thinks that Scooby's just kind of being a jealous prick. Mm -hmm. And Scooby's like, no, but really, buddy, you're dating a monster. And I'm trying to protect you. Oh... Scooby falls into a hole and Shaggy follows, saying, I'll be right back. Do it. I want you to do it. I've been waiting for you to do it. Scooby, hey. Hey, buddy. Where where did you go? You ruined my fun. He says, Scooby-Doo, where are you? See, I I more enjoy that he says, I'll be right back. Because it's like in Scream. Oh, Nice. And this is post scream, right? Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Okay. No, I'm okay. Yeah. Now, now I like it. Yep. But since he he already did Scooby Doo, where are you earlier? I think. Oh, did when he? Then the big CGI kerfuffle. Okay. Yeah. So we got to have that, yeah. and you know, in the Scooby Doo thing. Yeah, that that makes that's good. Uh, he finds faces in a whirlpool. Like, uh, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> this, this movie just got just, just got real trippy. Voodoo. It's the explanation for everything. It's protoplasm. Velma wants to find her body, so she floats. She flies. She goes, I don't know. She <laughs> sperms away. <laughs> They're all just weird <laughs> faced sperm. That's exactly what they are. <laughs> Floating in cauldron. It's I, oh, it's yeah. Just can read a lot into this. Sitting there unprotected. Mm-hmm. Put a rubber uh, on that cauldron. 
She returns to her body. The monster is like rejected. Mm-hmm. And then when it's in the sunlight, it bursts into flames because it's a vampire. Yeah. Vampire that gets chicken pox. It looks like a bunny. <laughs> bunny what? Va- bunny what? vampires. Anya's worst nightmare. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, although this scene does have my favorite joke in the movie where uh, Shaggy pulls up. He thinks it's, I, I forget which one. Um, it's like, oh, thank you. Thank God. I look, Sorry, I'm looking for my friends. I just put some <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> in this moment, he should just knock the whole fucking thing over. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. Like, isn't that the end? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Just... I mean, I guess someone would <laughs> pop out and they'd be in shade or something and they'd be okay. But, like, I still feel like you get the first opportunity numbers. you get to free everyone who's been enslaved just... in any way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. You know what? If, you know, some of them go back in the bodies... And just did that thing over again. Yeah, and just stick by it until it yeah. stops refilling. It <laughs> John, be a giant island of people with switching bodies. So, yeah. speaking of which, uh, Fred and Daphne end up in opposite bodies mm-hmm. because they're protoplasm, whatever. That's fine. I'm mm-hmm. fine with that gag. Yeah. Here's the gag I don't get the Damon Ritus causes random body switching. Yeah, it's just. It's so weird because it seems like, oh, they're building up to a big bit and they don't really do that much with it. They don't. And this is, it either seems like they're killing for time or mm-hmm. they had this, somebody in the writer's room had this idea about like Freddie Prince Jr. acting like Daphne and they're like, oh, great, we'll go with that. Yeah. Okay, but why? I don't know. Yeah, and like, well, how are we going to fix it? I don't know. They just, it just gets reset almost immediately. Like, that's the weird thing. It's like, if you've got to do that bit, sure, it's a, you know, classic comedy bit of the, the body switching. Um, Which, by the way, we just did a body switching episode. I found that entertaining. What? Same universe. Uh, it's all connected. But, like, then actually do something with it. I just have it be, like, one yeah. weird scene that has, like, a couple of jokes, but nothing really that that great. And then it just kind of ends. Has Fred get captured as Daphne. And, yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, do something. And understand that, like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> have have this scene have consequences to the rest of the movie, really. Yeah. It just seems like a thing to do some, like, mild bits. And I don't know, maybe part of it is I never really liked the conceit of when people body switch, their voices switch, too. Yeah, no. That's always just felt, like, lazy to me. I feel like it's more fun and interesting to see an actor try to vocally yes. sound like another actor. Hey, you know who does a really great job at that? Mm-hmm. Eliza Dushku in SMG. And- <laughs> so, guys, uh, go back and watch that. You know who is great at that? I think his name is like Enver Gerzik. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think you just um, had a stroke. <laughs> End of podcast. Um, uh, he was the guy, you've watched Dollhouse, right? Yep. He was the guy who was like originally the Russian guy. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like he is so great at imitating. Like when he does uh, Fran Kranz later on in the series, he's just like pitch perfect. Mm. I, I love him as an actor doing impressions of other actors. Oh, I'm uh, remembering the episode you mentioned. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's no, he's great. So great at that. Yeah. The joke here I did appreciate though was when Shaggy ends up in Daphne. Um, mm-hmm. Ooh, that was a weird. Setting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Well, you know, if Velma and Fred are getting together, yeah. Yeah, that is not a couple that would, I mean. No, that would be such a bad couple. <laughs> um, but when, uh, when SMG has Shaggy's voice and they're like, 
oh, Daphne, what's wrong with you? Don't you ever eat? <laughs> I like that. That's funny. Uh, we go back to Chicken Soup Guy. I do like the, like, let me handle this guy. Hey, you, what you doing? <laughs> this is just exposition, dark opulets, ritual. The leader must consume pure, a purely good soul, and then they'll rule the earth for 10,000 years. And they all realize, yo, that's Scooby. <gasps> could be Shaggy, though, honestly. It could be, yeah. They're both adorable. Yeah, they both have done, like, nothing wrong. So they plan to use the disco skull to shine sunlight into the mm-hmm. cave and kill all the monsters. Much like uh, from Dust Dawn. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you stole this, guys. Hey. Yeah. So the pop people dance and ch- chant, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't like this song. This is what we creatures say. Yeah. It's weird that your entire song would be in some like language. You, yeah, yeah. You. It's very odd. Um, but I, I, I feel like we would be remiss... If we didn't mention, line happens right before they, they get to the big climax. Let's get jinxy with it. I like it. I like it. Let's get jinxy with it. Because <laughs> you see, kids, there was a song that had the lyrics, uh, let's get jiggy with it. And that was very popular in the early 2000s. So this was the height of comedy. <laughs> I like it. It was good. Okay, let's get jinxy with it. <laughs> I kind of think that I'm just going to say that now. Oh, God. <laughs> like, oh. I want to bring back the word jinxy. Bring back? It was only, it only existed in Scooby-Doo. Yeah, no, I think that should just become part of the regular vernacular nowadays. Yeah. That and 5 by 5 I'm just going to say it all the time. Make it happen like fetch. Oh, God. But, f- I mean, like, if I said fetch nowadays, you'd mm-hmm. be like, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm going to go get that stick. (laughs) You are Scooby. You are right. There's more Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Scooby, I am. (laughs) A snack of Scooby I want. So you do the Scooby-Doo, where are you? I'm still waiting. Scooby-Doo, what is your location? (laughs) (laughs) So Monteverius asked Scooby to be a sacrifice... Does he I'm I'm confused. Does Scooby not understand what that means or is he just yeah. such a purely good soul that he's like okay. No, I think the joke is he doesn't know what it means and he thinks it's like a cool fun thing. I think that's okay. what they're going for. Which is also like you guys are real dumb cuz what if he knew what sacrifice meant? And he was like, "Oh, that's no, why thank I you. guess I thought that like he I mean like he's just such a purely go- good soul that if you're like, "Hi Scooby, can you do this for me? He'd be like, yeah, okay. Because, I mean, like, later on when Matthew Lillard is like, hey, don't do not do this, there's no part of the character that's like, why not? What's the big deal? I well, feel I, like there should be some sort of confusion. Well, I think that's the thing is that he just has so, like, no concept that it could be something bad. So I think that's why he, he doesn't know what it means. Okay. Because otherwise I feel like it is kind of a dick move to... Kill yourself for you don't know why. You know, if you did know, then like, I feel like then if you were, were really good, you'd be, you'd ask a question at, at that point. Yeah. Like, just you can't make you sure can't that this isn't for evil reasons. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, well, we're going to make you our king. It's like, okay, well, let's see how this goes. And if it turns out that that makes a bunch of evil monkeys appear, you'd be like, oh, you know what? I uh, abdicate the throne. Right. But it's a sacrifice. Kind of hard final. to take that one back. Protoplasm heads all 
enter a meal. Oh, oh, that's so gross. (laughs) All those little sperms going in them. Oh, God. I didn't even think about it, but this movie's so weird. None of this seemed weird when I wrote it down. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, The... Emil's wearing a mask. But it's, it's a robot. It's a robot underneath. Because it's scrappy. And then I guess of the... Of course. Of course. I mean, like, the second you introduced him, like, well, we had to have that flashback for a reason. See, I so wish it hadn't been. I wish that... Or, like, he just come for, like, a little bit at the end. Yeah. I don't like him being the main villain. I agree. Yeah. I feel like I'm, it's better as just, like, oh, let's have a fun little reference to Scrappy-Doo. I mean, I think it would feel super out of place. I guess not, because she's talking about, like, when mm-hmm. things are really good. Oh, except for this guy. Yeah. And if you're a fan of the show, you might be like, it's a shame they didn't bring in Scrappy. Oh, there he is. Okay, they yeah. mentioned him. I'm fine now. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but then he gets he grows into mega Scrappy. Yeah, the super Scrappy. Yeah. I was imagining, like, in uh, TMNT2, Secret of the Use. Uh, how they talk about the super shredder and then he doesn't do anything. That's oh yeah, that's the super scrappy. Awful. He is he is a fat puppy. Mm-hmm. He and Oz can go for yeah. <laughs> have a fat I, puppy contest. I do really wish that they kept like he kept the little scrappy do voice when he turned giant. That would have kind of saved it for me. Yeah, the big, the very funny. deep. Like, oh, I'm going to eat yeah, you. Like, uh-huh. Okay, we get it. It's a monster. Yeah, Daphne crawls outside to the vents. Where she finally shows off her black belt skills and fights Mexican wrestler dude. Yeah, the luchador that's there for no goddamn reason. Well, for uh, this reason, this yeah. is this is the only reason he's there. Mm-hmm. They are clearly referencing Buffy here. Yeah, like I literally thought that the music cue wasn't a cover of Scooby Doo. I thought it was like a fake version of the Buffy theme. They were. Oh, I straight for. up thought I didn't even realize this was the Scooby-Doo theme. I didn't hear that at all. I just, yeah. it just sounded like Nerf Herder. I was like, oh, they're just yeah. doing a Nerf Herder-esque sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's just what they're doing. And then like, I don't know, a minute into it, I was like, wait, is it, are they, oh, they're talking about Scooby-Doo, I guess. Okay. I guess this is a Scooby-Doo cover or tie-in at least. And so she kicks his ass. She knocks mm-hmm. him through the vents where he lands on the vat. And finally clearly dies there's no way you fall from like like five stories onto a sharp metal vat that guy is so dead so you're saying buffy murdered a human uh well he's a luchador so (laughs) are wrestlers really humans (laughs) take that wrestling fans (laughs) so we've got human on the ice rink with one eye luchador she's now killed two people uh well we the oh, luchador cop might lady cop lady three uh cop lady didn't get killed did she oh fine well luchador could have been one of those like demon things i mean that's why he was wearing the mask we don't know but the demon things were inside humans so if his protoplasm was released he would become a human again maybe he's a hero in his home community he's uh one of the ones that fought the devil's robot on angel i don't remember that episode there's a, like a flashback episode where they talk about these five brothers who are like luchadors and they fight yep. Uh, El yep. Diablo Robotica. Yep. I remember that. Malak? Yep. The devil's robot. So the prototype is released. The disco ball flies disco out. Balls. It does what it's supposed yeah. to do. So the, their plan that wasn't originally going to work worked in the end again. And it, everything's happy and 
uh, everyone's back to normal. Except that Daphne and Fred kiss, which isn't normal. Yeah, it comes so out of nowhere. Because you can, yeah. And I don't know if they ever got explicit in the show, but you kind of got the vibe of like, oh, like those two are, you know, probably into each other, if not well, a couple. I, again, I think it's because they were always paired up mm-hmm. whenever they split up. Yeah. And it's just kind of like a trope of like, okay, we're we're going to mm-hmm. put the pretty people yeah. together. We're the two bland, pretty leads, so yeah. we got to fall in love with each other. And then, and then even worse, <laughs> the random guy, Metalhead... Is just like oh Velma, they like it's like it's like what what? And then she punches him in the arm, and yeah. he's all awkward about. It. It's I feel like it's just like they didn't want. I will say that like it always kind of seemed bullshit mm-hmm. that Fred and Velma, or excuse me, Fred and Daphne were paired up. Clearly, even if they didn't say it in the show, they were clearly mm-hmm. a pair. Shaggy and Scooby, not a couple, yeah. but still best bros. Best bros. They were a pair, and Velma was just kind of like. The fifth wheel all the time. Even though she did all the fucking work. Exactly. So I kind of, I, I understand being like, especially if you're going meta with it, like. I think she's paired up with a mystery machine. She loves that car. She loves that car. Oh my. I wonder if that would have been in the, uh, the more adult version. <laughs> I think we're going for PG-13, not NC-17. Uh, same difference. They both have le- uh, letters and numbers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you had to confirm that. (laughs) Once again, this movie made me get emotional. (laughs) The eye rolls that you give me. Like, I actually. I'm totally not giving eye rolls. (laughs) He's going to get stuck that way. When Shaggy and Scooby, like, reunite Mm -hmm. and they're friends and they love each other and they're besties, I got kind of sad and I was stopped and I was like, I actually paused it. I was like, all right, why am I feeling, why this is a happy thing? Why is this making me sad? And I realized like, oh, because I want this. Like their friendship in this movie is really touching. Like from the get go until they have this fight, which is Mm -hmm. probably the all is lost moment. Their friendship is super touching. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a lot of stuff like this. And when I think of, I throw myself a little pity party when I watch uh, Parks and Rec yeah. Any of the like Anne and Leslie episodes. Aww. I was like, oh man, I want that kind of bestie. Like a anthropomorphic dog. Yep. No. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I what I'm saying say, is I need a puppy. Yeah. Um, I don't have any on me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would say despite the fact that the, the CGI creation of Scooby-Doo, I'm not a huge fan of mm-hmm. that relationship probably is the strongest relationship in the film. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. I feel. I mean, I feel like that's the centerpiece of mm-hmm. the movie. No. If this didn't work, none of it would. Mm-hmm. So the reporters show up and Fred finally gives Velma. Zel- Zel- oh, God damn it. Velma. <laughs> finally gives Zelda to Shaggy. It says, here, let's play Zelda together. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go with the character of Zelda. I was like, you can't give her away <laughs> as if she's like your property. <laughs> Don't do that to people, Mike. <laughs> What? That's not cool anymore? <laughs> I do like the line of, no, geez, Scrappy, no reason to freak out like a jerk and try to kill all of humanity. That's <laughs> good. And we finally get the twist on the line that you like. I I like the twist, but I you wanted the twist. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you sons of... Door slam. I like that. Uh, I think in the beginning, I just would have liked it to not just be the so typical old man mask because again i feel like part of the punch is taken away by the fact that they do that bit like five years earlier in wayne's world 
I just wish it was like a different person or like that would be a great time to have like a weird cameo. Okay. It's just like pull off the mask and it's like Pamela David Hasselhoff. Okay. I always felt like when they removed the mask, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? But no, that's right. It's usually some character they ran into mm-hmm. along the way, just dressing up as a ghost to, I don't know, scare tourists away. Yeah. There's always a very elaborate plan where it just seems like there has to be a better use of your money and time. That terrible. So the credits roll and there's a weird scene of Shaggy and Scooby eating hot peppers. Yeah, I think even if you enjoy the movie, which I, I mean, there are, there are good qualities. I, I can't see anyone defending like this as being an end credits scene. It's just, it's just like another scene of Shaggy and Scooby that kind of goes on for a while and is about them eating peppers. It was a thing on the show of them eating weird foods mm-hmm. and a lot of yeah. weird foods. I wonder if this like came from somewhere else in the film when they like they're just like we wanted to put something in the credits. Or like we cut it from inside the film because we realized like it slowed the pace down. Mm-hmm. We but we didn't want to lose it completely. It's not fun. But, but like it, it wouldn't bug me to have mm-hmm. just some random scene. The problem with it is that it's not funny. Yeah. And it goes on forever. Even if it was just like a 30-second scene of like, ooh, this pepper's really hot. Oh, let me try it. And then they just eat both the peppers. Like, it's not the funniest thing in the world, but it's like, ah, oh, it's a cute little thing. But it seems to go on for a shockingly long time for how little happens. Yeah. It's just about them eating some peppers. And then I just, I was, I sat there through the whole credits. Because mm-hmm. I thought, well, if they did this little cutaway scene, maybe they're just doing a little resolution with mm-hmm. each pairing. Yeah. Nope. No. Just this one. I wish it was like some sort of teaser, like maybe there's gonna be a sequel. Yeah, that would have been cute. Which there was, so yeah. So what's the lesson in Scooby Doo? Watch some of uh, James Gunn's other work. What is some of his other work? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, well done, sir. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, Super and Slither and like other like low budget ones. I think he wrote both of the first two Scooby Doo's, which like. Mm-hmm. There are bits that I like. I just feel like, again, it comes down to, I wish there was, it was just a different version of a lot of the things in here. Like it was either a more adult or more kid friendly version because it just falls too in the middle for me. Mm. I feel like the story structure is wonky for a first film. I gotcha. I actually enjoyed this so much more than I thought it was going mm-hmm. to. I I went into this being like, all right, this is going to be terrible. Because I obviously didn't remember seeing it before. I had a a really good time watching this. Like, I laughed out loud. I got a little emotional at some points. I feel like this kind of hit the sweet spot for me of, I feel like I'm the exact right generation it's meant Mm -hmm. for, where I watched the the cartoon in the 80s. But I was old enough to start getting hints of like, hey, everyone kind of treats Velma like shit. (laughs) near the end so that when this film makes reference to that i'm like oh this was made specifically for me Mm -hmm. this is great and i i i just like that it's goofy and fun Mm -hmm. and it's not it's not afraid to be goofy and fun there are certain moments where i'm like okay but like writing is a thing so like uh the 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 farting and the burping i don't serves no purpose but there's so many gags from the tv show that i'm like oh yeah i remember Mm -hmm. when they did that all the time I appreciate the mix of nostalgia and meta mm-hmm. that this is. And it I don't need it to be more adult. I kind of like the fact that it's, I'm getting the jokes, but it's still family friendly. Mm-hmm. I, st- I think a kid could 
would not get like a lot of this, but would yeah. still super enjoy this for just the straightforward mm-hmm. fun mystery. Yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, it's like colorful. It got a pretty decent pace, even though structural wise, I have some issues with it. It's not like slow or boring in a way that I don't feel like a kid couldn't get something out of it. Yeah. Even if they're There's not you physical know, comedy. There are certain movies where I just know if I ever had a kid or, you know, one of my nieces, it's like, oh, I really love this. I'd just be like, oof, really hope I don't have to ever watch that with you. And this oh, one is not. I would look forward to it. Yeah. I would be like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. This is great. I wouldn't dread it, but I wouldn't be like, yay. I might go watch the sequel later this week. I don't know. I'm a oh, little wow. interested. Well, I feel like we should go on another field trip because this has been fascinating. <laughs> Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. What? But I think that actually is totally accurate because Daphne is pretty much Buffy. Yep. And she definitely kills that Mexican wrestler. She definitely does. <laughs> she pushes, she like gets him through a, a grate and falls on a cauldron and dies. Yeah. And that, I mean, that beats, the only other Slay really is killing all the monsters with the disco ball mm-hmm. which is fine it's fine but it's not like it's not original it's not original yeah. um and we did establish that skull looking disco ball earlier so that's okay mm-hmm. i think they were very smart mm-hmm. to build up to this black belt thing yeah. but like she mentions it early there are many opportunities where she is about to use it yeah. and then doesn't and every time I'm like oh oh so the fact that we get to the climax and finally we get this buffy-esque nerf herder battle with this enormous mexican wrestler mm-hmm. and that's the other part that makes it super buffy is that it's not just it's someone who is like way bigger than her yeah. and uh and yeah. it's not like in, a, in yeah. a lot of movies it would be like she fights the girl henchmen right yeah yeah, yeah. But, Mike, do you have any trivia for us this week? Um, Sure. Um, So these things that are kind of just weird trivia about the movie didn't really come up, but I thought it would be fun to know. Apparently, this movie, they tried to get it made for, like, a decade. Um, Since, like, the early 90s, they were trying to get it made. So at different points, different people were either considered or even attached to the movie. So to play Velma at different points, Carla Gugino, Alyssa Milano, Sarah Gilbert, and Janine Garofalo... Oh. We're all either in consideration or attached to the film. Uh, Janine Garofalo, when it was uh, actually being considered as a Mike Myers movie. Um, oh. Yeah, he, uh, that's who he wanted for Velma. For Daphne, Jennifer Aniston and Jennifer Love Hewitt were both considered at one point. Okay. And perhaps I think the weirdest one, Jim Carrey was going to be Shaggy at some point in the 90s because he had to be in every comedy in the right. 90s. Yeah, he did. I So... What interests me there is, I don't know the age of mm-hmm. SMG and um, the other actors when they play these parts. Yeah. Even if this was made in the 90s and not 2002, mm-hmm. I still felt like most of the actors you named would be way too fucking old. Yeah, or at least they like tend to play older, even if they weren't that old at the time. But yeah, it just does seem like an odd choice. Maybe if they were going for more of the, like... The adult send-up version, maybe they could have been slightly older than they're supposed to be, and just, yeah. you know, it's kind of campy, fun, whatever. Like, I don't want to throw in, like, every, like I, I don't want to claim that, like, 
Jennifer Love Hewitt is old. No, she's not. I'm sure she's like the same age as SMG. But like, if you were to pay, have mm-hmm. a movie which had Jim Carrey and um, Alyssa Milano as, or excuse me, what we were talking about, Jennifer Love Hewitt as Daphne, that would be weird. Yeah, yeah. Especially once we've heard about what his feelings are towards Emma Stone. You've seen that, right? No. This weird video came out a couple of years ago where it's just, you know, like a YouTube confessional looking uh, setup where Jim Carrey just talks about how he has a huge crush on Emma Stone. It's oh, really weird. You know, she's I know, too young for yeah, you. Yeah. And nobody was sure, like, was this a bit? And if so, like, what's the bit? Yeah. And it was just a very odd video. And it also just makes me think of, though, the dynamic between the Scooby gang mm-hmm. or among the Scooby gang. Yeah. It's so different if Shaggy is the old stoner friend yeah, hanging out with some 20-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. Then he's like, kind of like extra skeevy. Like when they're yeah. all the same age, it's just like, oh, he's just our like goofy stoner friend. Sure. When he's older, it there's something that seems more illicit about it just by association. Like why is he hanging out with these young kids? Yeah. Like – What's what's his deal? Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'll, my brain went to a weird place where I just realized that the four kids in Cabin in the Woods are the Scooby Gang. <laughs> Think about it, though. Well, yeah, I mean, because they're all like based on the the tropes. archetypes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, and the dog is the mermaid um, or merman. <laughs> So another uh, fun thing: Matthew Lillard was cast after the director saw him in Thirteen Ghosts. So that's why apparently he saw something in that movie that said, Hey, you're my shaggy. Um, very odd. Um, but my favorite factoid, Tim Curry, who is a longtime fan of Scooby-Doo was at one point offered the role of, uh, Mondavarius. He turned it down. You want to know why? Because Scrappy-Doo was going to be a character and he hates Scrappy-Doo. Tim Curry. (laughs) Which I just find like, that is so petty. No matter what you feel about Scrappy-Doo, that is kind of amazing that there's an actor who's like, oh, that character I don't like is in it? No, thank you. Not only that, that beloved children's cartoon character that I don't like, it's just kind of like, you're Well, a lot of people don't like Scrappy-Doo. That's fine. You're welcome to have that opinion of Scrappy-Doo, but the fact that that would keep you from accepting a role is like, okay, but like... I I feel like it's kind of badass in a way, where it's just like, yeah, I know, I could get a paycheck and get like some more exposure or whatever. I don't want to do it, because fuck (laughs) Scrappy-Doo. To put it more uh, appropriately, like, fuck Scrappy-Doo. Kind of a Tim Curry. I'm like an old Tim Curry. Well, he is old. That's fair. He would have been older at this time. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not the youngest man in the in the world. Everyone gets older and everyone dies. No. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, everybody. Considering we never talked about the lesson, that's the lesson. Everyone <laughs> gets older and everyone dies. <laughs> I guess what the lesson is friendship. Friendship. Yeah. That's it. Just be friends. Just friendship. Yeah. Don't be a prick, I think mm-hmm. is. Because yeah. I mean, in the beginning, yeah, people are being pricks. Yeah. Mostly Fred. But people are, I mean, Velma, they're also being dicks to Daphne. Yeah. So the, yeah. the lesson is just, hey, don't be a prick. Mm-hmm. Be like Scooby-Doo. So just eat constantly and be naked and, you know. Sounds great. Be a sacrifice if someone asks. Yeah. Just don't question it. It's like, uh, whatever, man. I'll be your sacrifice. It's all good. And also don't eat meat. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a styrofoam sausage. But they, by the way, <laughs> tangent, 
when they're stuck with the evil sausages, which again is just hilarious, their solution is eat our way out. I'm like, no, you're much. T- I mean, they ended up being plastic, but. Well, I think I think most people can make an exception if meat is trying to murder you. <laughs> meat really is murder. And there you go. It's just in self-defense. <laughs> but I swear that pork chop was attacking me. <laughs> Whatever, you're out of PETA. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off Superstar and where the wild things are when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to wait till the very end. Thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> it.